Do you have questions? Do you need answers? The Pastor Study will help you find those answers through God's Word. Our teacher today is Pastor Tom Brock. The Pastor Study is sponsored by pastorstudy.org. So grab your Bible and join us for The Pastor Study. Welcome to the Pastor Study. Today's program is going to be a little different. Instead of Pastor Brock opening the show, I'm going to tell you some things that have happened. If you've been a regular viewer of our show, you've probably been wondering why for the last eight months you've seen a lot of reruns. Well, there was a situation that happened to Pastor Brock and to our ministry program back in June of 2010. We felt that it would be only appropriate for this show that we tell you about what happened and where it has led us and what's going to happen from here on. But trust me to say, we're back. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, I'd like to ask Pastor Brock, tell us what happened in June of 2010. Some of our viewers know about this homosexual magazine in the Twin Cities and this horrible article they wrote against me, but I'll give you the inside story that few people know, just to quickly give you the, the nutshell. We even had Tom's picture on the on front the page the magazine. in his collar. Yeah, and so what happened was this, Jackie. Uh, about a year ago, I was asked to come speak against same-sex marriage at the state legislature. I did that, and when I walked into the, the uh, chamber, here is a man with his homosexual lover who used to go to this group that I've attended. He's left the group, and he's gone into the homosexual lifestyle. The group that I've attended for a number of years, it's a Catholic group, I'm a Lutheran, but it's a Catholic group called Courage for men who struggle with same-sex attraction. I've had that struggle most of my life, that, that temptation. By the grace of God, I've never, I, I'm, I'm a celibate, and I've always been a celibate, Jackie. I've never had sex with anybody, male or female. But when I went to that chamber and stood against same-sex marriage, which I'm still against, even though I struggle with the temptation, I'm virtually certain he's the one that went to this homosexual magazine and said, he goes to this accountability group. If you sneak in there, you can write an article. So what happened, and this went international because of the uh, unethical behavior of the reporter. He lied his way into our group, went to the priest, pretend that he had this struggle, wrote this horrible article, basically implying that I've done things that I've never done in my life, Jackie. And he writes this horrible article, strongly implying that I engage in same-sex sex, which I haven't done. Oh, it was terrible. So, um, what Tom, what is yeah. this group, Courage? And Courage is a Catholic group for men who believe that homosexual behavior is wrong, and overwhelmingly they're guys that are celibate. You know, now and then there's a person that might slip, but we're talking people that most of their lives, are, if not all of their lives, have been celibate. But you come together, you pray together, you counsel each other on how to deal with the temptations. How That's did you find this group? Because I had heard about it, and so you call the Archdiocese of Minneapolis and St. Paul, and, and, uh, they'll get you into the group. And first you have to go through an interview though. And that's how the, law, the reporter lied his way into the group. So Jackie, that's what happened to me. And so it was a big hubbub in our church and we had to have an investigation. And the investigation cleared me of what this article had charged me with. But, so that's kind of the, the situation. <laughs> and 
What was your decision when this happened, Tom? Share with our viewers so that they understand. You actually asked for a leave of absence. Uh, yeah, and you know, and ultimately here's what happened. I did, the, the elders and I agreed, I, I can't get back in the pulpit next Sunday. You know, there needs to be an investigation. So they, they did this investigation with the police detective and all this stuff, and they, they cleared me of, I've never had sex with anybody. So that was good. But, uh, and the reason that had to happen was because there was, you know, suspicion. Who knows if this article's true, half true, whatever. So that's what we did, yeah. Okay. Tom, how do you think that someone ends up with same-sex attraction? All right. You know, Jackie, I have uh, watched more daytime TV uh, in the last eight months or so than I probably should. I am so troubled. Every time you turn on Ellen or Oprah, it seems every third program is selling homosexuality. And the myth that they're selling is, this is genetic. You're born a homosexual. Well, just because Oprah... says it or Ellen says it doesn't make it so and even the liberal American Psychological Association which back in the 70s declassified homosexuality as a disorder recently they've had to admit look there's no evidence that it's genetic so your question was my question is how does someone how do end it? up with same-sex attraction I'll tell you what I think the answer is this is what true is true in my life and for most people Jackie not that there aren't exceptions but I think very early in life, we're talking ages three, four, or five, the little boy does not bond with his father, or the little girl does not bond with her mother. And I think that happened to me. Dad and I were never close. And I think er he was kind of a workaholic, just didn't have time for the family. And so I think as a little boy, I never bonded with Dad, never got my identity down as a male. So when you grow up, you start looking for that in all the wrong places. And again, by the grace of God, I've never had sex. but. I started, you know, what's going on? And college is when it became very clear to me, I got a problem here. So that, and I think that's, that's the norm for people. What do you um, say to people who tell you that God makes people gay? Yeah. Because you hear that so often. It's right. um, not like you're saying that you don't identify with mm -hmm. the male figure and mm -hmm. things or don't bond with a father. The, the big myth, and sadly it's invaded the church, the ELCA Lutheran Church and the Episcopal Church in America and the United Church of Christ, the myth that they have sadly bought is you're born homosexual, God makes you homosexual. In fact, in the midst of my whole ordeal with this, Jackie, very sadly, Bishop Mark Hansen, head bishop of the ELCA Lutheran Church, came out with a video against gay bullying. We're all against gay bullying. If there's a teenager who's been they're effeminate, you know, that's awful. We hate gay bullying, okay? But Mark Hansen says in this, in this video, these people are being bullied just for being who God created them to be. And here's the head bishop of the ELCA Lutheran Church, the biggest denomination in Lutheranism in the United States, saying God makes people gay. Do you know what Martin Luther said about homosexuality? No. It's an invention <coughs> of the devil. <laughs> you're not going to hear Mark Hansen quoting that. And sadly, if you're an ELCA Lutheran a year and a half ago, the ELCA voted to ordain and bless practicing homosexuals as pastors now. And I, I struggle with this, Jackie. It's my personal struggle in life, these temptations. I don't want anybody in the pulpit teaching me who's privately having sex. You know, it, it, it's sin. So. Okay, so Tom, do you believe homosexuals will go to hell? You know, th here's what's interesting. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Paul the Apostle writes, 
Don't be deceived. Do you not know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God, neither the fornicators, that's heterosexuals having sex outside of marriage, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor robbers, nor revilers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, sanctified through Christ, etc. That verse teaches any sin, whether, whether it be homosexuality, fornication, any sin that someone lives in impenitently, and they don't repent of it and come to Christ, they're going to hell. And Jackie, can I give you a, the one bright spot in my whole, whole, whole ordeal? Please. The Star Tribune newspaper, as you know, is very liberal on especially abortion and homosexuality. And it, it, they try to sell those two issues anytime they can. Well, because the reporter, the unethical reporter, the Star Tribune even criticized this unethical reporter for, for his violation of confidentiality. And so he wrote back a, 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 letter, a letter to, the, excuse me, an editorial in Star Tribune defending himself to the Star Tribune. I think the Star Tribune, I'm guessing now, felt that if he was going to defend himself, I also have a right to defend myself. So I submitted an article, and they actually printed it word for word pretty much, in which I quoted 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, where it does say homosexuals, fornicators, adulterers, idolaters will not inherit the kingdom of God. And for the Star Tribune to print my article, somebody who struggles with the temptation, for them to print my article saying these people are going to go to hell unless they come to Christ, to me that was an act of God. Because the Star Tribune normally does not print such things. So Not only that, they also printed a couple of other letters from people who supported you yeah. after reading the two sides mm -hmm. that were in the Star and Tribune, yeah. and that one really kind of surprised me. Yeah. Tom, today the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and the Episcopal Church, as you said, and the United Church, they're teaching that loving, committed, same-sex behavior is all right and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And they're ordaining. So how do they get around that teaching okay. of Scripture to do it? Yeah. I would encourage anyone here who is watching this that goes to an ELC, a Lutheran Church, the United Church of Christ, or the Episcopal Church, Sorry, time to leave those denominations. There are good uh, Episcopal uh, denominations, good Lutheran denominations w that still believe in the scriptures. But Jackie, what happened when this whole thing hit? 20 of the most liberal Lutheran pastors in the Twin Cities that I've been at odds with at the microphone at conventions, they wrote a letter to the Star Tribune. And they, they, they said, yes, it's terrible what this magazine did. It's kind of like breaking into an AA group and then writing an article naming names. So they agreed, yes, what they did was wrong. But I, I, honestly, I was not appreciative of their letter. It ends with this. We hope that Pastor Brock will come to a more welcoming, gospel-based understanding of God's love for himself and for all gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender uh, people signed this lesbian pastor from the ELCA. Well, Jackie, I know God loves me. I've known that most of my life. I know God loves people who are stuck and caught in homosexual sin. What they want me to do, because she's got a lesbian lover that the ELCA has now blessed, she wants me to say that her behavior is okay. I refuse to say it's okay because there's a God in heaven. And you, you remember, Jackie, because you've been a Hope Lutheran your whole life. Old Pastor Maynard Force was there before I came to Hope. But one day, uh, he was there in his last years, and it was crossover, I was there too. One day, some conservative pastors are going to the bishop's office to debate six liberal pastors on the whole homosexual issue and the bishop was very liberal on this himself and as we leave pastor force says you know these other pastors they're nicing people right into hell and if you believe that impenitent sin leads to hell it's not nice to tell people go ahead and have a gay lover that's not loving you're right yeah so 
Pastor Brock, what counsel would you give someone who has same-sex attraction? Well, all right, here we go. <laughs> the bishop I was just talking about was Bishop Herbert Shellstrom. He was my bishop for a number of years. Very nice man, but he's been one of the champions to make sure we get practicing homosexual pastors. He won a year and a half ago. His side won. And, you know, he's always been rather kind and diplomatic recently. He wrote a letter, uh, he wrote an article for newspapers uh, in which he's saying to all these churches, now leaving the ELCA over this, uh, what is it about sex that pushed you over the edge? Why are you organizing new churches? What will you say to your sons or daughters when they say, I'm a homosexual? Well, uh, that's the question you just asked me. Here's, here's David Barnhart, who's a conservative Lutheran pastor. Here's his public response to, to Bishop Chilstrom. Here we go. It's not sex, Bishop Chilstrom. It's the ELCA's ongoing denial of the Bible. Yes, you, Bishop, are the one who is responsible for relentlessly driving this agenda in the ELCA for 22 years. It was you and liberal ELCA leaders who initiated studies costing millions of benevolence dollars in order to re-educate ELCA members that homosexuality should be embraced. I mean, Jackie, just because your son or daughter is a homosexual doesn't mean you throw over the scriptures. And that's what's that, you know, some of these bishops have children that are homosexuals, so Oh, oh, I mean, Jackie, I have this struggle. I'm not going to tell you it's okay because it isn't. So, uh, so uh, if I can just con conclude this. So, so Bish uh, David Barnhart's responding to Bishop Chilstrom. Why are you organizing new churches? Barnhart's response. In order to preserve, preserve our biblical heritage as Lutherans. The Bible calls us to obey God rather than man. And uh, once we recognize that the ELCA has been hijacked, by those who substitute the scriptures for socially accepted opinions, there was no other choice but to leave. Uh, and you know what? So they've been, they've been putting, practicing homosexuals now as pastors. They've been doing these, these services around the country. Jackie, the one in San Francisco, uh, they had goddess worship and pagan prayers to, uh, I think, goddess Sophia. I mean, once you reject scripture, it goes bonkers. And, and somebody, you got to read some of these worship services by which they ordain these people. It's wacko. All right, one more thing. What will you tell your sons and daughters, says Chilstrom, uh, once they tell you they're gay? Here's, here's, Bishop, uh, here's uh, David Barnhart's response. Your question, Bishop Chilstrom, applies only you and those who agree with you have anything meaningful to say to homosexuals. Unlike you, we will not tell them their behavior is good. We will continue to compassionately love them and to tell them we love you with all our heart and nothing will change that, but we cannot and will not accept your lifestyle. Jackie, these bishops who think they're being so loving by telling people to go ahead and have a gay sexual relationship, do you know how many years that takes off of people's lives? Homosexual men live much less than the general heterosexual population. So it's not, is that loving? And then you've got eternity to deal with. So it, it very much troubles me that these leaders in the Lutheran Church, Episcopal Church, UCC, have uh, overthrown Scripture and have accepted the word of man, not the word of God. Pastor Brock, you, you said this is Barnhart's opinion yes. of how a parent should react. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, here's my thought. I nev my parents are both dead. I never shared with them I had this struggle. I, my dad was a Catholic, went to church every Sunday. My mom was a Lutheran, went to church every Sunday. I think if I would have said, Mom and Dad, I've got this struggle, I don't think they would have kicked me out of the house. I think now and then that happens, but I think our church, Hope Lutheran, when they found out that I had this struggle after this magazine article, 
They were so loving to me, I can't tell you. So what, I'm sorry, it looks like from Bishop Chilstrom, his belief is, if you think it's a sin, you're, you're causing teenagers to com commit suicide. Just the opposite. If you sell this to teenagers, they end up committing suicide. So I think you, if, if, uh, if you have a gay son or daughter and they, they say, help, or mom and dad, I, I have this problem, you continue to love them. That doesn't mean you let their boyfriend stay overnight with them in your house. That doesn't mean you say, I think it's a good thing, like some of these bishops have done. You say, I think it's a sin, I'm going to pray for you. Let me take you to Outpost. Let me take you to Interna Exodus International and get you some help. Okay. Yeah. Um, what has God taught you through this ordeal, Tom? Yeah. Well, Jackie, you know, now and then in my life, God has supernaturally shown up. And, and he did through this one. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, a year ago, before any of this even broke, a woman that watches this TV show said she had a word from the Lord for me. And I'm always a little cautious that people have words from the Lord because sometimes they're not words from the Lord. But she said, I was watching the program and I had a word from God. This man is going to suffer for his faith. And then six months later, all this broke. And, and then after all this broke, she called me and she told me she had another word from the Lord. And I thought, really? <laughs> Please don't. But you know what she said? She said, I got two words. First word was launch, like we're supposed to launch a new ministry here in Ragono. And she said the second word was uh, spearhead. And she saw this golden spear that had been in the fire, and it was kind of gleaming because it was so bright. And she said it was being shot into the darkness toward the darkness. And she said nobody could see where the sword was, where the spearhead was going, but God could see, and it was going toward a bullseye. And she said we need to pray that nothing will keep the, the spear from hitting the bullseye. In other words, her, her point was we need to pray about this new ministry. So that's what we're doing, as you know, and maybe you don't on TV now. We have the funds to now expand this TV show to uh, a few more cities. We're going to target Lutheran areas so people can discover what their Lutheran churches, ELCA churches, that is, are all about. And so that is going to, in fact, maybe we should right now put this on the screen. This is our website, and this is, oh, it's not ready? Okay. But anyway, at the end, at the end of the show, we will put this on the screen. And, and if people want more information about this, I, I would mainly ask, there it is, Pastor Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis 55430. Our phone number is 763-560-4484 or go to pastorstudy.org, two S's, pastorstudy.org, and people can get more information. But I want to ask our, our viewers, just pray for us. Some money has come in so we can finally get out of the, we'll still be here on Channel 6, but to get out of the Twin Cities so more and more people can hear our message. One last thing, Jackie. Our main message is still going to be Christ and salvation. That's our main message. But now on the side, a secondary message is you can have this struggle with same-sex attraction, say no to it, and still follow Christ. Okay. Um, you've kind of led into a question that I was going to ask you here about explaining the TV expansion and how it's going to be starting up. Um, today you're going to probably see things change as this evolves. And as Thomas said, he's shown you the website. We would welcome any of your input to be sent to that um, if you have ideas for programs and things like that. And being that Tom has stepped down as senior pastor and taken this over as a full-time venture, if you're looking for a speaker too, I, I think yes. you're available to help out mm -hmm. to help churches if, come to an understanding yes, about if things. somebody needs 
uh, me to come and speak to their church or some event, I can talk about the homosexual issue because I've battled it most of my life. Or I can talk about something I'd rather talk about, which is salvation in Christ. But I'll do either, so you can call that phone number or visit pastorstudy.org. You talked about this changing, I guess. I, in, what is the focus of your new ministry now? I mean, are you changing gears and going to be, say, dealing more with temptations yeah. and how we fight temptation? You know, here's we, what I think. I think I'm going to be more open now about this homosexual issue. We've always said it's wrong, and I continue to believe it's wrong. But I'm going to be a little more open now saying that, look, I've got this struggle. It's still wrong. But you know what our main message has been on my life? is calling the church to get back to the Bible. And I think my main message, in fact, not to talk too much about dreams, but I had a dream years ago, Tom, I have called you to the lost sheep of the Lutheran church. And I feel my ministry has mainly been to try to get these liberal Lutherans to wake up and see, we need to go back to scriptures. Um, Pastor Brock, we also started a radio ministry, mm -hmm. which you were a part of. Is mm -hmm. that going to continue, yes, and is it going to change, yeah. or what's happening? Now, this show is going to go out to these other cities, but if you live in Minneapolis-St. Paul, every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, you go to KKMS 980 on the AM dial for our live two-hour call-in show, and it can get kind of interesting. We talk about everything, and then they repeat it Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5. In fact, if you live outside the Twin Cities and South Dakota, North Dakota, you can go to uh, our website, pastorstudy.org, press the button, and you can listen to our radio shows anytime you want to. So now that's a new thing. Go to our website. You don't have to be in the Twin Cities. You can always hear our radio show. Are TV shows going to be on the website uh, ultimately? We don't know yet. I, technically, I don't know what's going to happen with that. We, we have to see. But people who don't get the radio station can listen now, right. and that's a wonderful venue yeah. for you. Um, Okay, we're getting to the end here, so mm -hmm. a couple more things. Mm -hmm. Now that this has happened, is there anything that you would have done differently? You know, Jackie, uh, the, the question people have asked me is, I've only gotten this a couple times, but Tom, do you think you should have told your whole church that you had this struggle? That was um, my next question. Oh, is that, it? Okay. That's all right. Well, here's, you know, here's the thing. Um, because through the years I've had accountability, I've either been in this group or I've had prayer partners that have helped me be accountable so I don't go off the deep end on this issue. Because I've had all this accountability, I haven't felt the need to tell the church. Um, this is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's almost unheard of that somebody would invade a group like this and write an article. It's kind of like somebody going to an AA group and writing a big article exposing people's names. It's kind of unheard of, so I don't think anybody saw this coming. And, and the, the other reason I'd rather have not and I didn't tell people, Jackie, I've never had sex with anybody, okay? I don't want parents being nervous of me going on a church retreat with their kids, like, what's going to happen, you know? So that was another thing. And, and, and I did talk about this issue with one of our... Uh, when we were ELC, uh, ALC, when we were, before we switched over and left the ELCA, I did talk about this issue with a certain Lutheran official who was selling homosexuality, and I told him, I struggled with that temptation, and my, I think that was a divine meeting, because I think God wanted me in his face saying, you know, I don't appreciate you selling this thing that I know is evil. Hmm. Pastor Brock, you know, you're a great believer in predestination. I am. And, you know, I sometimes think that um, 
had this not happened, yeah. do you think you would have taken the steps you're taking <laughs> no, Jackie, to broaden I, I'm very this? No, I'm very conservative. I don't like change at all. And uh, I'm a Lutheran, but I've also got a lot of Calvinism in me. I believe in predestination that God controls everything. This whole thing has tested my Calvinism. Where are you, God? What's going on? But you know, yeah, I believe, Romans 8, 28, God causes all things for a purpose. And Jesus said a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground apart from our Father. So what this homosexual magazine did to me, they, they couldn't slander me like they did unless God allowed it for a purpose. And here's, we've been, we got a lot of lemons. We're going to make lemonade out of this. We're going to let God be glorified through this. Because Jackie, I'll tell you, here's what happened. This, when I, in the midst of my greatest sorrow over this, I turn on the TV. And here's Ellen, the lesbian interviewing some pretty country western woman singer who is talking about how she came out of the closet as a lesbian to her father and you, you watch the show and you get the feeling if you don't think this is wonderful you're an idiot you're a bigot you're a neanderthal and i prayed at that moment lord please can i get the other point of view on this issue out in the media and that's that is my prayer is again i mainly want to preach the gospel but a secondary message i want to get out is don't believe Ellen. Don't believe Oprah. This homosexual lifestyle kills you early, and then there's eternity. You never hear that on Ellen. They, they'll never get into statistics about, I mean, Jackie, the normal homosexual man has tons of sex partners. I mean, it's incredible. The disease in that, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you one more story. When this whole thing hit, a liberal uh, station, inter radio station, calls me for an interview. I said, okay. And so this interviewer says, Pastor Brock, why don't you just embrace this in yourself? And I said to him, embrace it. I'm 57 years old. People who are my age who embraced it died 20 years ago. I'm glad I didn't embrace this thing. So there you go. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be moving forward. Yes. We'll still be on here. But, we're, but I, I really do. Thanks for, I, I want to say one more thing. You people in the TV and radio audience, too, sent me wonderful letters of support. I got almost nothing but support. I got a few mean, nasty, obscene emails. Overwhelmingly, the letters, the support was wonderful. And I do want to ask you, if you watch this show, if you believe in our ministry, pray for us as we make this expansion. Go to pastorstudy.org, two S's, and, uh, or, or give us a call, 763-560-4484. Our mailing address is the Pastor Study. 5200 Emerson Avenue, North Minneapolis. But I really do ask people to pray that we launch, according to that vision, we launch what we're supposed to launch and the spearhead will hit the bullseye. And I want to thank you too because you've been very supportive to me and I've had people ask me how Pastor Brock was during this time period. And it, the support from our viewers has really meant a lot for me to make the decision to continue forward with Pastor Brock and this new endeavor. So we want to thank you for being with us. We pray that God would be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for tuning into the Pastor Study. We ask, would you pray for our ministry as we seek to spread the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ? And would you pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is The Pastor Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55430. Our website is 
pastorstudy.org. And our phone number is 763-260-4484. May God richly bless you and join us next week at the same time as we study God's Word. Until then, may the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you.